0: Hello and welcome to the Twin Troopers podcast. My name is Jake and I'm Eric. Well, Eric, today I think we're going to be taking a look at one of the biggest, baddest creatures in the game, the Rancor.
1: That's right, Jake. It's one of my it's it's one of those units that I picked up. Oh, I don't know. After you know, after you like play, I guess like I played a bunch of Imperial lists for a while, Imperial Trooper lists, and I wanted to get as far away from that as possible. So this was this was like a palate cleanser for me. The Rancor.
0: It really is a fun unit. Like, uh, it's just big and beefy and does a lot of damage. Unfortunately, yeah, but for so sure. yeah. In, in I'm cool super excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. model is great, except when uh, the tail is knocking people out of the way. It, it's it's very big and bulky and gets off of its base. But uh, so, but it makes a yeah, great decoration <laughs> on the top of my bookshelf.
1: That's right. I was going to comment. The best part about it is that it like basically makes every other figure unplayable oh. on the map. It's like, "Oh, you're using the Rancor? Well, sorry, move all your stuff out of the way, please."
0: <laughs> all right, let's let's go. Let's just get out these tokens from the box and we'll use these to mark where these guys are.
1: Yep. <laughs> Cuz the Rancor ain't moving. All right, Jake, you want me to uh run through the card? Yeah, go for it. I've got it up. So, Rancor is a scum only unit. He has 10 points. He is a creature brawler. So, nice little collection of traits there. Creature and brawler. That's a, that's a fun one um the rancor for its base stats has health of 15 a speed of four has a defense has a single black defense die naturally we'll get to that that gets augmented a little bit and then an attack a melee attack of a red green green and then for its little ancillary abilities it's got it has the massive trait so it is the two by six figure or two by three six spaces total uh it has reach which is amazing and then for surge abilities has a surge for plus two damage and a surge for cleave two. So a unique surge. Unique yeah, yeah, and a unique one with cleave two. Not a lot of cleave figures, I feel. At least not ones that are super hyper useful. Um so now I'll go through. It's got a few abilities here. So the first is it has brutality for a single action, perform two attacks. Each attack must have a different target. The old uh, Darth Vader used to have that, now that's gone. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> much trust me, the, much. Yeah, uh, the Royal like
0: Guard champion. Uh, ability
1: oh yeah also has it yeah but much better on a massive figure with reach uh it is non-sentient you cannot interact is what it means and then for its last ability which i think is really neat i really like what they did with the flavor here the last ability is trained which states at the start of each round you may add one black die to your defense pool during this round if you do lose brutality and non-sentient during the round So basically, if you at the beginning of every round, you choose to train if you choose to train your rancor, you get two black defense die for the round. It becomes you lose non-sentient. So now the rancor can interact and you lose brutality. Although you're using actions to interact, you're probably rancoring wrong. Uh, Yeah, you're probably doing it all wrong. But the two black dice are nice.
0: yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the main point of that one is to give it just a little bit more survivability in a high damage world
1: yeah now jake i think this is something this is something i wanted to talk about quick before we go on for you at least for me in casual games for is trained is something that you would have to actively declare at the beginning of round right is that how you see this yes. ability yep that's uh, how yeah, i see
0: that, it. that's how the yeah that's how the ability is worded uh most of the time when i'm playing against a i just assume it's going to get trained even if they don't mention it uh, Yep. yep i feel like that would just be a mean move to say oh you didn't say you were training it so i'm just gonna attack it with only one black die yep
1: yeah. and so that's how we played in most casual rounds but every time i play i usually because i i forget to train many times yeah. i always forget the round.
0: start of round effects on many figures
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like especially everything.
0: i'm like <laughs> <laughs> get halfway through the round i'm like crap i need to switch
1: need to switch extremely yeah Ex- truth truth um but yeah, so that's how I always understood the ability. So if you're ever going to a tournament, I think it's just important to point out now, like, I, I think your opponent would be within their bound, within their rights to if you tried to add two black dice, but you did not declare the trained at the beginning of the round. It's not like you don't have to choose one or the other. You have to declare trained. And if you don't, yes. then you're just not trained for the round. Correct. Then you get to perform two attacks. Yay. Uh, yeah. Mark? Like, yeah. I guess it depends on your perspective, huh? Yeah. All right. Let's um, hit it. Tell me. Tell me about some stats, Jake. Oh,
0: man, the Rancor does a pretty pretty uh, darn good amount of damage. It has 83% or 76% for 4 damage against the black and white die, respectively, Ooh. or 60-60 for 5 damage. So a little bit over half the time, you're going to be dealing 5 damage on attacks against single die figures.
1: Yeah, that's pretty strong, especially considering now the Rancor is 10, 10 points. So it's yes. kind of up there with the what you'd expect from the Lukes and the, I guess, like the Vaders. It's starting yeah. to scrape that range. Uh, I would
0: say I would qualify Rancor as a Titan not only because of its huge uh, figure, but because of its stats. It has the it as bonus defense. It has multiple attacks. It has large attacks.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Which I think are the three main hallmarks of a Titan figure.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and he's got the multiple attacks, so that's so good. Um. Yeah. You wanna. You know. We didn't even put down a focus attack here. Is that worth us even going to get quick? Um. I don't think so. I think most of the time in lists where you're using the rancor, there are
0: other figures that need the focus more.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think
0: it's just. Uh, it does more damage
1: focused. I mean, we can we can talk a little bit about. I guess what I would argue is I don't think it actually is an ideal focused recipient considering it has that pool of two green dice already and it only typically has so it has two surges obviously right so a search for plus two which you absolutely want to do and then a search for cleave two which is obviously going to be it's going to be conditional i mean usually you will be able to use it but not necessarily you know i'm not always so occasionally that you might have a focus go to waste if you add a your focus might go to waste if you roll a third surge or you have no one to cleave into you could roll multiple surges
0: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and then since it has such a massive threat range the uh the cleave 2 is just cleave 2 on a reach massive you can get you can attack a figure and then cleave onto a figure it would be seven spaces away from the attacked figure it's pretty pretty bonkers
1: (laughs) yeah it's incredibly trivial to cleave with the rancor which is awesome um so i think that brings us to going into strengths now for the rancor yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, I think his biggest strength is just the amount of damage he deals.
1: Mm, agreed. Yeah,
0: so he just the Rancor is a figure that is intended to do a lot of damage to multiple figures between the cleave and the brutality. Assuming
1: you're not training, which most people are going to be training. Right, right. I mean, I think the uh, yeah part of its strength, honestly, the damage does end up being um. You know, Brutality plus, and I I think we have this as part of our strengths too, but there's a lot of um, very strong command cards to be able to use with the Rancor. And just because it has the free movement with... um, So I I suppose it's worth mentioning also, like the Rancor is a great candidate to have Beast Tamer with. I think you
0: run it with Beast Tamer. Like in my mind, it's an 11 point unit because you take Beast Tamer with it.
1: Yeah, now I I have hypothesized some lists where you would possibly consider not doing it. And I mean
0: if you bring it into Imperial, I think that's the only possible reason
1: then, you wouldn't bring Beast Tamer. And then you don't have a then you don't have a choice, right? Then I'd agree. Yeah. Um, but I have a but being that you do have Beast Tamer, let's just assume you have Beast Tamer, it actually kind of opens up a lot of cards that are um otherwise are kind of difficult to use. So for instance, you know, a, a command card that we think is a big strength of the Rancor is Pummel, which is for two it uses two special actions and you may perform two attacks. And I think it's for melee figures only.
0: Yeah, if yeah, if you if your attack is of the melee type, mm. then you can perform two attacks.
1: For two actions. Now, that's actually semi-difficult to execute for most melee figures, like typically. Because Assuming, most of
0: the time you need to get up there and uh, you have to move and attack.
1: Yeah, most of the time you're typically locked into... Either your opponent had to, right? You're kind of in a round. You're doing a turnover for the round, so everything is still in place and you moved adjacent at the end of last round and sometimes that's difficult to execute but obviously right the with beast tamer the rancor just has that freedom and reach on top of that right so you basically have the ability to pummel from your current location what you've got another like 6 spaces away you can essentially get to yeah so if you need your to attack. you can yeah so you can attack somebody put them
0: to within two health of dying and then attack somebody else deal a bunch of damage and cleave
1: yeah yeah and pummel doesn't have to be the same target pummel can be any essentially any targets But it's mostly kind of that. It's very good for that, um, like you just described. It's Pummel with the Rancor gives you a freedom to, right? If you need to get rid of a Titan, you can throw two big attacks into a Titan. Or if you've got like some, you know, two weak ways that you'd like to attack. You can throw a big attack into one weak way, cleave into the other, and if you get the first one, you know, down to one health or two health, you can try and attack the other one and try and cleave it off. And maybe you kill two weak ways in a single activation, you know? Right. It's got some interesting freedom that I think some other figures don't really have. Like, they don't have the same potential. Like, so if I looked at the rank or almost, if I compared it to a Jedi Luke, a lot of times, right, we'll, we've talked about how Jedi Luke probably can't one-shot a weak way off the board on his own. So he's going to have to commit two attacks. Where it's
0: a 25%.
1: Yep. Or like the Rancor can kind of do what I just described, utilizing that cleave and possibly remove both of them in a single activation.
0: Right. And that's if they get the cleave off. We can uh, take a look at the attribute test here and see how many surges you're rolling. All right. So you are rolling two surges a third of the time with the Rancor. So it's a bit difficult unless you're buffing them with focus or with... Uh, surge tokens from Claudites
1: or Lothcats, soon yep. to be released. Yep, soon to be released Lothcats, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just important what I like to focus on, like, the strength, one of its strengths in addition to damage, but, like, this combination of Cleave and Beast Tamer and Pummel and or Brutality, right, kind of gives you a little kind of an interesting way to distribute your damage that a lot of other figures, I don't think a lot of other figures excel at, at the damage distribution the way yeah. the Rancor does.
0: For such a big beefy, for such like a big guy with beefy hands, he is actually pretty good about distributing damage right where he wants it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And especially uh, I I want to mention this as well before we pass over it, but the fact that he's massive so right, he doesn't have line of sight restrictions the way that you know some other figures might and having reach is he can kind of it's very hard to hide your figures in like a box, you know, like sometimes you'll hit the box format. And there are a number of maps right now that really, you know, with kind of, I, th- I think about the uh, most isolated, the back alleyways,
0: where yeah, you, you units yeah, tend up. to
1: box up in that intersection. And sometimes, right, if you're using a lot of ranged figures, it can be kind of difficult. It can be easy for your opponent to, you know, hide behind other figures, kind of stagger your figures over the course of the round to, you know, one figure might be vulnerable, during one activation, but then it'll be protected the next activation. And that can cause a little bit of difficulty, but the Rancor can really just slam himself right in there, break up the whole box, separate figures that you want next, you know, throw throw C 3 C3PO out the door, do all that good stuff. Get rid of the darn droid. Yeah. Get out of here. you Knucklehead.
0: Yeah. So mm. yeah, the, and I think the, one of the other bonuses is that it's uh it's pretty. It's. I think the two black dice with uh, the yeah, the two black dice with 15 HP is a pretty survivable pool.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's interesting in that. Um...
0: Obviously, in the hunter game, in any hunter matchup, it'll go down quick, like pretty much anything else to concentrate fire because you can't. So nothing can really survive a hunter fusillade
1: yeah it's he he's kind of it's kind of an interesting problem because in some ways right he's in my experience and now we're we're almost moving into weaknesses but i'll focus on the strength right now the the two black dice combined with you know if you have any other defensive mods so again we're going to kind of focus on you know it could come from the uh shoot the clodite or from you know our upcoming loth cats that they spoiled recently but you know you can combine those two black dice with evade tokens right he could have evade tokens for two different attacks um another regular
0: loft cats just give out block tokens which less damage coming in
1: yeah not going to turn that down um or you can combine it with survival instincts a beast card let me i've got it here so survival instincts is a creature card sorry i keep calling i keep conflating beast and creature so i hope everyone (laughs) understands that (laughs) uh survival instincts though is a creature card one point use at the start of your activation until the end of round apply plus one block and plus one evade to your defense results let me tell you it feels good to put up that white white die with the block and the evade, and then roll your two black dice in the, the defense pool. Yeah, that's uh, you're blocking a lot of damage that way. Yeah,
0: especially against uh, plus, t- especially against figures that don't roll as many surges. So against weak ways, you're probably it's probably not going to be mean much because they're hidden with three green dice. But against like uh, against rangers that are rolling their two blue dice and a green. With no mm. bonuses, they uh, they you can take away their one surge pretty easily.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so kind of where I was going that with, with that was, so with the two black dice and these other ways to kind of, I would say the Rancor is probably one of the easier figures to mod its defense in a meaningful way. So, you know, going to the Claudites and or the upcoming Lothcats and or Survival Instincts, it's it can get, it has a lot of defensive bonuses. And depending on the units that it's encountering, it can be, almost unkillable I would say like I've had situations where and and this is me against a rancor and occasionally when I'm using the rancor but um like against jet troopers like the rancor just basically doesn't take damage from jet troopers it often feels like like it's it's meaningless now I would say in the current meta you know with rangers and probably vader like those two figures in particular, yeah, Vader will chew through them real quick. Yeah, Vader, but Vader chew through everybody chew. real quick. Yeah, so maybe, maybe Vader isn't even worth saying. But you know, in a meta where Vader's popular, the Rancor is probably not as good. I would say, <laughs> in some ways.
0: Well, I think the uh, obvious answer here is to run them together.
1: Yes, you should run them together. Exactly. You're that's a very smart idea. I could think of worse. <laughs> I could think of worse lists, though. I've ran personally ran worse lists.
0: Well, so have I. I'm just. Uh... That's why I'm saying. It's a good list idea.
1: Yeah. That, that for,
0: they're free for your listeners. Vader and Rancor together equals awesome.
1: Yes, for sure. Um, I would say, though, particularly, I mean, I guess you could say one nice thing about the Rancor versus Vader is that it's pretty difficult for Vader to one-shot the Rancor off the board. Right. Not impossible, but difficult. So so you you will probably get your activation off the Rancor. That's nice to know, isn't it? You yeah,
0: you'll, you'll get at least one activation, then Vader gets the uh, last first and takes you down.
1: Mm, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of another example, though. Uh, or even, you know, I've had games where with the Rancor, with the setup I just described against an IG, where I think I took, this was across two IG shotgun blasts, but I think I only took, like, five or six damage on my Rancor. Which feels... If pretty, they low roll, you high roll.
0: or Yeah, yeah. Bolt.
1: Yeah, I mean, because your high roll, if your survival instincts is like seven blocks in an evade, which is pretty gross. And I guess, you know, you're expecting, I guess, probably like three in an evade. Yeah, you you expect about
0: 1.75-ish blocks. uh, Yeah, I think it's like 1.5, something in that range. Right, yep. Off of the black die. So combine those together, you get around three-ish Plus, survival instincts can block even. uh, Well, yeah, unless the IG low rolls on the shotgun blast, which, uh, which for those who uh, don't play against me very often, uh, shotgun blast is the red, red, green.
1: Yep, the red, red. IG. Yeah, the red, red, green roll from IG. But right to that to that side, you know, I'd say the weakness a severe. We'll get to the. I guess we can kind of move into weaknesses, but let me recap that right um, what we're saying is 15 hp with two black dice is quite strong <laughs> yeah for four let's make sure that we qualify this for what i will what i will term a budget titan right 10 points Mm-hmm. a little yeah. you know I mean, a hair cheaper than some of your other than your vader who's two dice and he's you know 60 so right yeah which
0: yeah hair cheaper and then but vader gets the re-roll yeah we'll, we'll uh we're not here for that episode uh, I think the other <laughs> major bonuses we were talking about, beast tamer, just getting the free movement off of that uh, can really, like, it can be really fast in the straightaway, which mm-hmm. is strange. But but yep. then if you get into twisty corridors, he's not as good.
1: Yeah, the the twisty corridors hurt. And right now the the maps seem to be not too hard to navigate for him, in my opinion. But you know, I guess we can.
0: I think Moss Eisley can be a bit of a pain, but yep. uh, but swamps. If you start on the top of the hill instead of down at the bottom, then he can have a really good straight shot down the down the road and start kicking some butt.
1: Yeah, he's not too bad. Um a few other strengths I want to mention quick too before we move on. These are like really small ones, but um we mentioned this for the Bantha, but the ability to kind of fool around with your opening setup with the Rancor is a little is kind of nice. Now Yeah, if you're it using the your inner officers. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kinda I mean it kinda has the same problem that your Bantha has is that you don't really probably want him to be ending his first um, movement in your deployment zone like that. But you know, there are certain rotations again, like I'll call back to Jabba's palace. There are certain rotations where that was, you know, more you could do it right. And you weren't punished that hard for it. So, right. Something, Uh, something to at least think about.
0: Yeah. And especially when you have uh, figures that give it free movement points like Gideon or officers,
1: Ooh, good point. I almost forgot about that, right? So the combination with Gideon or, or officers, right? Yep. You can bump your whole list using them and not waste your activation. <laughs> exactly. like I, uh, I, I think was. that's their best. Uh,
0: that's the best way to use that is to give them free movement points. But if you, if you have to use your whole activation to just move all of your figures up two spaces, then I guess that's what you got to do.
1: Mm, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes, right. I, I just like to mention, right. On some maps, you know, and thinking of um, uh, the Ahsoka map. What is that one? Uskur Entertainment District, right? Um, if using your rank or to bump a figure two spaces lets that figure hold those middle objectives on the one when you're holding points and your opponent for some reason can't contest, that could be worth it, right? Because that's a lot of that's a lot of points that maybe you otherwise weren't going to be able to get. True. The Rodian the Rodian Lounge. If they let you get to the Rodian Lounge. I love that. It's called that. Yeah, that's good. So, and I, I think too of even the uh, unshielded or on the hut. There are some boxes that, if you are a little bit far enough forward, right, with those extra two movement points that maybe you get from the rancor, you might be able to pick up a box. Rainy. Right. So you know, it's it's little things. I don't think it's the optimal use of the rancor, but it's an option. It's an option. And then the last strength I want to mention is that, and this kind of combos again with the its survivability. But occasionally the Rancor can be used as a giant wall that protects your other units. And it is a very good giant wall, it turns out. Yeah, I mean, it's uh,
0: like the like the Bantha we talked about before. It's, it gets in the way of things. It clogs up firing lanes. Mm-hmm. And unless your opponent also has a massive figure,
1: they can't really do much about it until yeah. they kill your front figure. Yep, exactly, and and I think unless you've played against massive figures, a lot of people don't realize like when one of them is kind of up in your grill and is obstructing an entire hallway, like most figures don't really have an option to move through it, right? Right. Like it's realistically, it's right two movement points. The first spot, two movement points. It's their whole activation essentially just to move through the figure. So. Right,
0: unless they're like the guy I played at uh, at World 16 who played Efficient Travel, which let everybody move through for free uh, through my figures, and my Bantha block just did not work.
1: My uh, Bantha my,
0: in the door to keep them from running objectives.
1: My jaw would drop if that happened. <laughs> I'd be <feel> like, <laughs> what <laughs> is going on? Oh, that my jaw dropped too. I was like, wait, people
0: play that card?
1: It ain't right. It ain't right. Um i think it's time to move to weaknesses jake
0: oh yeah there's there's a there's a few of them just a, a few just There's there. a few yeah uh yeah I, I think their biggest one is that their natural predators are really common yep so that is your by rangers far... your weak ways your sentry droids
1: the yep they have
0: high damage output with uh with pierce
1: exactly the the pierce two squads are by far the worst the the biggest offenders and guys that can uh, spike their damage, I would say. So, like you said, the Rangers, weakway Sentry, Droids. And, you know, something that... <laughs> part of the problem almost is, though, is that like when you have a Rangers and weakways and if you, right, Jake, if you are playing, let's say you're playing Rangers and you're holding an Assassinate or a Heightened Reflexes or something like that, you can basically kind of... You can sort of wait out a low roll and then like drop your Assassinate on the low roll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So or it's
0: drop it on your high roll when you can just pump out a whole crap ton of damage,
1: right? Or yeah, so like you said, or you know, use the heightened reflexes because I'm rolling two black dice. Naturally, you're going to have more opportunities where your heightened reflexes is, is worth plus three damage, right? Because you're getting rid of a three-block die. You're like, oh, thanks, thanks, Eric. Mm-hmm. I'll take that dice. So yeah, they they the issue is its biggest predators, which are all very popular figures, like you said, the Rangers, Weequay, Sentry Droids. And I'm I'm leaving off sentry droids because their tools are a little different, and I'll, I'll I'm willing to talk about them in about a second. But rangers and Mequays, right? Heightened reflex is great tool to just rip a bunch of damage on the rancor. Assassinate again, if you if you low roll or you roll some surges or something, very easy to just like gobble up a ton of its HP in a very short amount of time. And
0: I think the other problem is that all these units do their shooting from a very far, uh, from a very long distance. So it's yep. very hard for the rancor to close the distance and start returning damage.
1: Exactly, and so it it kind of actually boxes. It actually almost forces you to be an extremely predictable player because you know one of our other weaknesses here is that the the rancor can't really hide. And and we talked about this in the Banth episode as well. But you know, once it's out on the map, there aren't really many places where it can go where a ranger can't you know move a couple spaces get line of sight right it's it's almost it's going to be inevitable that it's going to get shot at once it's out of the deployment zone yeah so i'm like and like you said that high the fact that it's so far away means that your opponent knows once the if the rancor leaves your deployment zone it knows that he he or she your opponent should know that you don't really have another option other than barreling go the rancor going. towards yeah them, yeah go the direction you've chosen yeah exactly Exactly. And the and the I guess part of the problem is is that the Rancor's strengths are not quite the same as the Bantha's strengths in the same way where it doesn't doesn't... necessarily go ahead.
0: Oh, I think I was about to say the same thing you were, that it doesn't want as it's not as good at getting into the midst of everything as the Bantha is.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Where where the bantha gets a lot of value just just even by moving and landing on things, right? It can afford to beast tamer and then double move, and it gets a little value because it also has the potential to use its uh,
0: command jump card.
1: Land. Yeah, at the end of round, right? Where the rancor, you really ideally do not want to triple move the rancor if you can help it, because right, you'd like to attack one, well, you'd like to attack if you can do it. Yeah. And it, and I think that brings us to another weakness of the
0: 4-speed is not as maneuverable. As, it doesn't get you as far as you want on a massive melee figure.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. So that, that makes it a little bit difficult. I wanted to return quick, too, to the Sentry Droids. Because the Sentry Droids obviously are slightly different than the Rangers and Weequays. I, not entirely. They don't have the same tools. But the issue with the Sentry Droids is that because they can so reliably get pierced 2 on their surge is that they just mitigate so much of your defensive prowess and you basically can't augment your defense with like I, i'm not going to give the rancor an evade token or even survival instincts let's say for that matter and probably expect to negate all of the sentry droid surges yes is the issue so they will almost always guaranteed get pierce 3 and then with the reroll they only do pierce 2 or, sorry pierce 2 i didn't mean sorry i didn't mean that i meant oh. pierce 2 <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they'll almost always get pierced too, and then between, uh, you know, their dice pool and the reroll, it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example of another time, like, it's, it almost feels like, to me, like, you know, when you're attacking Onar with a, you know, like, with, like, a, what am I trying to think of here? Uh, like, Gamorian guards, like, Gamorian guards into Onar, right, just feel so good, because he just has to take every bit of damage that you roll right to eat all of it and that's how it feels whenever i get hit with sentry droids to a rancor it's just like it's like okay take five. Oh, okay take another five that was that was an activation there you go there yep rip rip the rancor and that and that's and that's maybe you know that's kind of scary with the rancor and kind of what you're talking about you know down here we have the cost is that it you know it's in the titan range but because it's massive um, and you can't really protect it it's difficult to protect it and it kind of has a predictable line of what it has to do is that it it kind of gets some um, you know you can lose it really fast and that's been my experience because your opponents know that they have to get rid of it because they know what it's coming to do right it's and it's not difficult for them to target target prioritization is pretty easy in a rancor list i would say right yeah and then yeah and also like for
0: for it does the same thing as some of the other titans but just a little bit worse so a lot of the time it feels like oh why don't i just free up two points somewhere and drop in luke or ig
1: yeah yeah i think that's a very good point right is that 10 point slot is um you're just scraping you're scraping that edge of like why isn't this a different figure
0: <laughs> yeah or why isn't this two other figures why not uh, maybe i should just bring onar and Greedo instead yeah or for marking it down as an 11 point figure with beast tamer you could bring Onar and Vinto or Weakways and Grito or some other combination of really good scum units
1: yeah and so i think that's a i think that's those are very salient points and probably accurate so you know the, maybe the rancor's biggest weakness is that the fact that it, it's too hard i mean here here's the truth is that's it's almost impossible to justify it over IG given that it is actually 11 with beast tamer right yeah like who who i mean even if you're not running a hunter list which uh
0: by the time you by the time you get done building a scum list you have some hunters just because that's the way the faction works certainly so but even if that wasn't a factor ig just does more damage Mm -hmm. and and has about the same survivability right yeah Because half the time one of those two black dice are coming up the one block that the ig just gets for free
1: yep exactly and, you know, on top of that, right, IG just has, you know, IG just has a lot more flexibility than the Rancor, unfortunately, right? He can, you know, if your opponent moves somewhere stupid in round one, like somewhere vulnerable, he can normally, he can normally punish that. Where the Rancor sometimes, you know, even, you know, the Rancor might, maybe can, maybe gets an attack, but even then, like, I think it's kind of difficult, right? Whereas IG can throw those Hail Mary, like, range 10, 11, 12 shots and possibly yeah. get some value for, you know, get some value for you.
0: Definitely, especially since he's got the, yeah yeah i just yeah. Has, can reach out and touch people much better and at close range does double shotgun blasts and just wrecks people's faces
1: yeah so you know something else i guess i would mention that's a weakness that i um you know kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just describing about flexibility but i do i don't see the rancor as unfortunately it, it's it has very, its synergy is, it doesn't have a lot of synergy, I don't feel. At least right now, pre-Lothcats, uh, I don't think it has a lot of synergy. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but in my experience, I've always had a difficult time figuring out, it's like, okay, like the Rancor is it's a brawler, right? Creature yeah. brawler, so normally I'm going the brawler route and I'm going these uh, double melee attack type, you know, these melee bonus cards. So I'm looking to make a a brawler-ish list but you've also got this creature trait, so you want to bring cards, you know, like the cards we just described. You want to bring a ferocity, or you want to bring a um, survival instincts. Survival instincts. You want to you want to bring those cards because they're good rancor cards. But the issue is, is that since it's such a target, if you don't draw them early, you're probably not going to get to play them. And then you, you know, it's not like you have this cavalcade of other useful be or useful creatures to bring with you as well. Right. No, and yeah.
0: that, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there, and so yeah, maybe once we get more creatures with the Lothcats or future expansions after that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll see. We'll see what's up. But yeah, for now, it just doesn't have as much synergy as it as uh, in a very synergistic faction. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kinda part of Scum's thing is that they have the they have the Smugglers, they have the Hunters, and then they uh, have a lot of command cards that go with those traits. So anything yeah. that's not within that wheelhouse, like poor Maul or uh Gamorreans just kind of get left by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. And
1: you know, it's you know, it's one thing for the Gamorians not to have any, because in some ways the Gamorians, I feel, are pretty good even without a lot of command card help. Like they, they have they have a very specific role and they're kind of okay even if you're not like pumping up the command cards, because they're in some ways they are fillers for you know a, a different you know, shell they're they're like a shell on a different core, right? You can throw in some gamorians with some hunters, right? With some weak ways right. and you're still, you know, you're you're kind of running a hunter list and the Gamorians can kind of do their thing. I don't really feel the same, I guess, about the Rancor that you're dropping eleven points as a I guess like as an add-on piece to a hunter core or something like that. It doesn't feel that way to me typically.
0: Right. I, I feel like it kind of enters into that Bantha territory of once you Take a rancor, you're in a rancor list, and you have <laughs> yeah. to take some command cards. Not as much as the bantha but s- still a little bit of that where you feel obligated to take certain command cards.
1: Yeah. And ma- and maybe that's like, maybe that's a mistake that I've been making is that I haven't been trying, I haven't been trying, I guess, to <laughs> just do the add on rancor. What, what can the add on rancor do for me? Like, just look at it as a single pair of Gamorian guards or something like that. Oh, uh, that would a, be an expensive single pair of Gamorian guards.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that attitude would pan out. I guess we'll have to do some experimentation,
1: and see what happens. Yeah, I mean it does not sound good, but maybe I should try it. I mean I had, I painted up my rancor, so he looks cool, but Yeah. Um uh, I've seen but a yeah. lot of really, really cool
0: Rancor paint jobs that I guess we can put that down as a minor strength is that it's got a
1: sweet model with a good paint job potential. Yeah, cool, cool model with easy it's pretty easy to paint too. That's nice. Um I guess I would add to that part of it's um if you wanted to run it with a lot of brawlers is the issue. uh, Another issue can come up where if you don't position it well, it can actually become a hindrance to your other figures. Like you can, but you know, you'll block your opponent from shooting at your figures, but you'll block all your figures also from, uh, yeah, (laughs) getting in to do their melee attacks. So, I mean, practice can mitigate that type of thing, but sometimes that that's just a difficulty, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about using the Claudite, which I think might not be a half bad idea because then you can get that scout form with the
1: priority target and shoot through your own Bantha. Yeah. Yeah, priority. T- yeah, if you had something with priority target on the Claudite, yeah, the Claudite could do that. Yeah, it's, it's just hard because he's so. The, the, the Rancor just is just kind of too. He's like just barely too expensive, I think, to occupy the role that I kind of want him to occupy. And Again, maybe maybe this will change when you can go full out creature list, but with yeah. the uh, with the cat with the kitties.
0: It's a darn shame we can't do that already. But wampas just aren't there, and nexu
1: are barely not there. Yeah, yeah. It's I've a, been meaning, a rough I've life, been life to, to be a critter. Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, we've been talking about strategy a little bit, but I think I think we'll head into our strategy section now.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think we covered some of the main strategies of using the pummel and using it to block line of sight. But I, I just kind of wanted to get a little discussion in of, do you lead with the Rancor, or do you use the Rancor as your second hit in a in a one-two punch?
1: Um, tell, tell me. Be more specific. What do you mean?
0: So, a lot of the time in my hyper-aggressive uh, multiple large-figure lists, sometimes it works better to uh, kind of use one as a bit of a distraction, or to shove one in their face while the other one hangs back. And then once the first one is out either retreated to save points or they killed it. Then you hit with the other one to kind mm-hmm. of keep the pressure on while the rest of your list runs objectives. Do You think right. in that strategy, do you think the Rancor would work better as a uh, starter or a
1: finisher? Uh, I, man, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to say a starter and that's almost just mainly because of the advantages, like its strengths in some ways, the strengths that we pointed out, right? Are it has a lot of HP and it can block for your other figures. Um, right and the fact that survival instincts is a when you activate it card so in my mind also
0: because it's so big mm, that you can't really hide it either
1: yeah yeah see that's that's that kind of ends up being one of the predominating issues of the rancor is that can you afford to uh, delay its activation at all (laughs) can you ever afford to delay its activation and i don't know i don't know if you often can um that's also definitely a good point Yeah. Um, so when I typically did it, here, here's something that I'm going to surmise for a strategy is that I do not think this can be your one and only Titan. Like I think it, I think your strategy of what you just described of that you're, you use like two Titans and one to distract and one to be a more powerhouse is I think this has to be the distracting Titan. Yes. In a list like has to be the distracting powerhouse and the other, whatever it's counterbalances or if it's counterbalances unit has to be a finisher like has to be a figure that finishes things off because i've tried to i've tried to play the uh rancor as my power titan and then supported with like some Gamorians and uh like a claudite like an elite claudite and some other you know some other you know odds and ends and it almost never you know gets me i i the the rancor dies and then i'm just kind of burned out like i'm i'm just i can't quite get over the hump
0: Yep, you're, uh, you're just out of luck at that point.
1: Right, yep. So yeah, that's that is that's kind of, because when you're playing the Rancor, I think you definitely want it to be a distraction. I think that's the optimal way to play the Rancor. I would tend to agree. Because mm-hmm. the nice part about it is that it, like like we said, it's massive, so it can disrupt box. You know, it has so much utility, is the strange thing. It's almost like a support unit in some ways, because when I start to describe the things that I like about it, is that, right, you can disrupt a box, If, like, there's a Han 3PO box or something, you can mess that up. If I mess it
0: up, you mean uh, wreck 3PO's day, then yes.
1: Exactly. Um, You can kind of block for your own figures, right? You know, you can use a massive figure almost as another wall. Um, And assuming you're trying to get some damage out of it, but not a... I guess if you're not trying to go crazy, right? the, The advantage is if you're running another Titan is that this thing can essentially, if it high rolls and, you know, eats up a ton of damage that it shouldn't, like, if you get lucky and it eats and it basically survives a lot of attacks, you pretty much just win at that point, so.
0: Yeah, if you can get your uh, values worth of both its own attacking and covering for people doing objectives, mm. then it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Then, then you can then you, it would be worth the worth the wait, uh. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other big time strategies that we need to do with because, like we said, it's kind of a shove in your opponent's face and deal a bunch of damage
1: figure. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah, my I mean, typically my strategies are I always train it and then I use Beast Tamer and then pummel. That's the that is my ideal scenario. Um, I know like. I, I typically don't run, I typically try to run a lot of melee figures with it to take advantage kind of of the pummels and the, you know, typically your melee figures are brawlers. So take advantage of the grizzly contests of the world, of the death blows, those types of things. Right. And then typically, and then try to use those too. Cause like, you know, like a lot of figures, it, it, it does really well if you get the right command cards for it. I mean, I guess one nice thing about it as well is that most people aren't expecting you to drop Pummel. It's kind of like a—I don't want to say it's an outcast of a card, but it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's uh, do not a lot of very pummels. seen. It's definitely not seen very often. Yeah, very. Yeah, totally. So that's that's kind of that's one fun factor of the Rancor is that you get to play Pummel, and your opponents can be like, "What? It's not fair. What just happened?" Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, and then I think the yeah I think that kind of segues us pretty well into uh, the command cards that work well with it. A lot of which yeah. we've mentioned already, but we can just go in a little bit more detail here.
1: Yep, I think that makes sense. I'm going to uh, pull up the card searching service.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'll just go ahead and say some of these I know off the top of my head, such as Crush, which is a uh, two point card, massive figure only. Yes. Uh, Use when you land in a opposing a hostile figure space uh, to deal them four damage.
1: Yep, you're. I'll give it to you. You're close enough. It's pretty good. It's pretty uh, good.
0: Yeah. And uh, and then Grizzly Contest uh, also is pretty good with him. Uh, I think the fact that he has reach and can stay back a little bit makes it not quite as good, but uh, but always always amazing. Grizzly Contest, which is a brawler card that. You deal two damage to an adjacent opposing figure and then su- to suffer two strain. Yep, for sure. Uh, Ferocity uh, deal in, or you perform an attack with a creature yours or your opponent's at end of round.
1: Yeah, I actually think Ferocity is maybe maybe one of the best Rancor cards, just because the I agree. Get, it's probably like the biggest value of a creature attack, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one it's, of
0: the best ways to get a, an extra attack out of them for sure.
1: Yeah, and and you can use it as you know, it's almost like a it's like a better jungle tear in some ways it's one one point and use at the end of round choose one of your or one of your opponent's creatures perform one attack with that figure it's pretty good
0: pretty darn good uh we've been talking up survival instincts the whole time uh one thing i really want to bring up is that uh, i've been looking for new ways to use uh, what's been called the unshakable combo which is where you use unshakable with parting blow Mm -hmm. and uh, so in because of that i Went ahead and asked uh, FFG itself. Uh, this question came up during the run-up to Worlds. Of, can you use Parting Blow on a massive figure after it is pushed somebody out of one of its spaces? And it turns out that you can, with yeah. the justification that it's uh, moving out of a, it's moving out of a space adjacent to one of the other spaces on the figure, which is which I think is a strange, strange way to look at it, but that de- but definitely works. So basically, say you t- uh, hit it with the you land on it with your top right, like your front right uh, thing. And then since moving out of space adjacent to your front left space, then you can use parting blow on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be a pretty, uh, parting is a pretty, what's it? Flexible card. It appears.
0: Yeah. So what, what that means is that you can, uh, if you need to, you can triple move the first round, get a parting blow off or something like that. Or if people just want to try to move away from your big mean critter,
1: yeah, you know, that, maybe that is a good maybe Parting Blow is quite good with um
0: And then with the unshakable, rank. which is a uh with a which is a neutral uh, skirmish upgrade, at the start of one of your activations you can exhaust it and remove a uh and remove a harmful condition from one of your uh from one of your figures with a cost of nine or greater. Mm. So and then that figure suffers one strain.
1: Yeah useful useful card popular card yeah so i and you said wild fury with parting blow down here uh wild fury with unshakable
0: wild fury what that does is uh for a creature or a wookie use it during your <laughs> activation to become focused and you can perform multiple attacks that activation mm. uh so then at, at the end of your activation you become bleeding and stunned if i
1: remember right you are right it's two points
0: it is Wild two theory. points, and you can use that to get rid of one of those at least yeah. with your unshakable.
1: That's yeah, pretty good. I mean, if you're looking for your rancor to be kind of like a big drop it in the middle of your opponent's figures and kind of blow them up, that's kind of it's kind of a nice way to do it. For sure. Yeah.
0: And then the focus isn't definitely isn't bad a bad thing to have around.
1: Nope. So what about these lists? right so i put together a creature themed list jake because Ooh, I, couldn't, I couldn't i couldn't help myself i wanted the value of beast tamer i wanted that beast tamer value um so i put together a list that is the rancor and a banth rider which Ooh. i do not which i do not think you should do but it's still because it's the creature list i have to do it um and then i did so we're we are incorporating the lothcats even though they're not out they will be out soon enough and they will I think if you're running a Rancor, we'll probably be a guarantee to bring them with you.
0: Yeah, so I think the, yeah, the Lothcats are definitely a great, uh, will be a great addition to the Rancor.
1: Yep, yep. So Rancor, Banthrider, and then two sets of Elite Lothcats. I'm on the fence whether they need to be Elites, but because I haven't gotten to play them yet, we're gonna I'm going to go with the Elites. Uh, and then I'm bringing Gideon, 3PO, and Beast Tamer, Temp Alliance, and Devious Scheme. So that would be a six activation list, a couple big... Big figures, so here might be a special situation where the Bantha actually will um, be able to um, actually maybe delay someone attacking your Rancor.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, the with one situation where you want to use a one-two punch, and I think the Bantha still makes the better first punch than clean up with the Rancor.
1: Oh, agreed, agreed. In this in this scenario, in particular, yes, for sure. And in this one, you know, it is kind of nice because now this this would finally be a list where all of a sudden you can actually run a lot of melee cards, melee bonus cards. So like the ones that we named earlier, you could run, easily run Ferocity because Lothcats don't, you know, from what they've shown us, which these are the cards. So I don't know why I'm saying what they've shown us because I'm used to saying it. But the Lothcats, right, with a Pierce one and a Surge for plus two, um, you know, obviously you'd ideally Ferocity with the Rancor or you'd ideally Pummel with the Rancor. But, you know, the Lothcats, it's not a complete waste having the right. Lothcats to use those abilities. So that's that's what that's what they really bring to the table. Is I think they just give you a lot more flexibility with a lot of those command cards that before, if you wanted to make this list, after the Rancor and Bantha Rider, it's really hard to f- kind of fit in. Like, gee, am I going to put in Gamorians in this list? Am I going to put in, you know, like a Shyla or something? It's It was really hard to figure out what should be in this last, you know, these last 10, 12 points that you're sitting on. Definitely. Lothcats yeah, like- fit so well. I agree. Yeah, Lothcat's
0: with specifically with their Fresh Catch ability, which is an action to you or an adjacent creature gains one Wild Power token. So good. that way you can get your Evades or your Surges to the Rancor, which I think are those are the two uh, tokens that you'd want to
1: give to them. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So so I'll just just adds a lot of synergy to this list. Uh, the Bantha, right? And the nice part is too is that I don't feel like the the creature cards. I mean, this list also lets you use Crush. With a lot of dependability whereas before normally if you're running a solo bantha or a solo rancor right you're just taking that risk of well if i don't draw a crush in round one or two i'm not playing it i guess because mm-hmm. these you know my figure is gonna be dead um the beast cards aren't that expensive so i think you'll have plenty of space to run you know the junlin terrors in this and not feel like you're really wasting them so definitely I know. seems like it could be cool i'm excited to try this list out yeah, definitely.
0: I'll, uh, we'll have to maybe do some proxies next time we meet up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know me. I like to, I like to wait till I got the real thing.
0: Yeah. You're, you're a good boy who, uh, uses only, uh, FFG sanctioned products. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Pay me FFG.
0: <laughs> this podcast brought to you by fantasy flight games. <laughs> Not really. I wish
1: <laughs> someday, <laughs> Someday, the officially
0: sponsored uh, Imperial Salt podcast. Oh, did you
1: did you uh, have a list too, Jake, or not? I
0: yeah. had kind of put together the skeleton of a list. I haven't figured out mm. what the last seven points yet were, but uh, but at the store championship yesterday, somebody was running a Luke Skywalker Rancor list, which I thought was awesome, so I just kind of wanted to bring it up here. Uh, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, Rancor, Greedo, Gideon, uh, Beast Tamer, Temple Lions, obviously, uh, Devious Scheme and Unshakeable to get that Parting Blow
1: combo. Which you could do with Luke and or the Rancor. Exactly. Right? Yeah, hey, that you is your nice. parting
0: blow. And they can activate it off of looking for a fight or off of the Rancor, pushing people out of the out of Luke's. Like if you had the Rancor land on somebody next
1: to Luke, then that
0: could trigger the parting blow for Luke or the Rancor.
1: Oh, I like that. Um what I like about that list as well, Jake, is that it does it actually does slot right into what we described earlier about how I I think you want the Rancor with another Titan and Jedi Luke is uh, what I would describe. He is like, he's a a good finisher. He will, uh, if your Rancor dies during round two, after, you know, maybe it attacked once or twice, you know, Jedi Luke is just going to be tearing it up in their list.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Especially since uh, the Rancor probably gave your Luke cover to get in close enough to once the Rancor is dead or even before the Rancor is dead, you can uh, bring Luke in. Son of Skywalker get some get some mean stuff off.
1: Yeah. Yep. Ooh, yeah, that son of Skywalker.
0: Ooh boy. Well, cool. Yeah, I don't I think that's a yeah, I think that's about everything that we can think of off top of our, our off right now for the Rancor. Yeah. Any final thoughts you want to give us, Eric?
1: No, I don't think I think I think I've said everything I have to say about the Rancor. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Rancor, even though I think you know, I get, you know, my ultimate assessment is that it's probably not, you know, like we said, it's not going to be as good as IG-88. And a lot of times, I think if you're up to the 11 points, I think a fair question is why am I not either bringing IG or the Bantha, which are just right in that window. And even though they offer very different styles of play, right, they, they're probably just a little bit more efficient in their own ways. Right. But for the coolness factor, the Rancor is definitely a neat, it's a very neat figure. Looks great. It's fun to play.
0: Yeah, it does some very, does some very unique things with the uh, with the massive reach cleave. For sure.
1: And I def- definitely not unplayable. I would say that, at least, for its defense, right? You can certainly win games with the Rancor list.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've played, uh, played a few games in the no top 16 format, and it was actually pretty scary there. Yeah, scary Rancor. Scary, scary Rancor.
1: All right, Jake, thanks for uh, recording this episode. Yeah, Another... thank
0: you. I'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later, and yeah, yeah, See you no next time. week, listeners. We'll talk soon, yeah.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.